The following is a podcast from St. George's Episcopal Church in Arlington, Virginia. We invite you to support the ministries of St. George's Church through a one-time or reoccurring donation. To give, visit our webpage, www.stgeorgeschurch.org. The word saint is spelled in full. St. George's is a vibrant and inclusive community that is committed to loving God, serving others, and changing the world. A reading from the Gospel according to John. Jesus came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us the well, and with his sons and his flocks drank from it? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come back. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshiped on this mountain, but you say that the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, The hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeks such as these to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will proclaim all things to us. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking to you. Just then his disciples came. They were astonished that he was speaking with a woman, but no one said, What do you want, or why are you speaking with her? 
Then the woman left her water jar and went back to the city. She said to the people, Come and see a man who told me everything I have ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? They left the city and were on their way to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, Surely no one has brought him something to eat. Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to complete his work. Do you not say, Four months more, then comes the harvest? But I tell you, look around you and see how the fields are ripe for harvesting. The reaper is already receiving wages and is gathering fruit for eternal life, so that sower and reaper may rejoice together. For here the saying holds true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored and you have entered into their labor. Many Samaritans from that city believed in him because of the woman's testimony he told me everything I have ever done. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days, and many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the savior of the world. In the name of God, the one who made us, loves us, and keeps us. Amen. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? What an extraordinary week. New information about the coronavirus coming out every hour. Anxiety ramping up by the minute people rushing to the store to stock up, paper supplies and cleaning supplies being wiped out, grocery carts piled high, cancellation of church services, schools, and sporting events, not to mention daily emails from your rector. This is an anxious time, but we will get through it. We all need to follow the advice of the public health officials and do our best to stay healthy to slow the spread of the virus. But we also need to remember that God is with us as we go through this uncharted territory and that there will be unexpected blessings along the way if we're open to them. Jesus is traveling through foreign territory in today's gospel. He has been in the southern region of Judea on his way north and he's going back to his home in Galilee in between Judea in the south and Galilee in the north is the region of Samaria. Samaria is inhabited by people who are the remnants of the northern tribes of ancient Israel. They worship the same God as the Jews, but they use only the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible, rather than the entire Hebrew scriptures. In addition to having a smaller canon of scriptures than the Jews, the Samaritans worship God on Mount Gerizim, where the Samaritan temple once stood. 
while Jews believe that the divinely sanctioned center of worship is the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. Neither Jews nor Samaritans recognize the validity of each other's religion, and they have nothing to do with one another. This, of course, is an age-old story. Social distancing has been with us since the beginning of time, in more ways than one. But Jesus ignores all that. He breaks through the barriers. Weary from his journey, he stops in Samaria and sits down at Jacob's well, a well that has been a lifeline for people for generations. The well symbolically links Jesus and the woman who comes to meet him there. Jacob is their common ancestor, the ancestor of both Jews and Samaritans. Jesus asks the woman for a drink, and she is stunned that he would even speak to her. They are separated by religion, culture, gender, politics, and yet they are linked by thirst. Jesus is thirsty for water after miles and miles of walking. The Samaritan woman is thirsty for the water that will quench those parched places in her soul. And she doesn't even know how thirsty she is until she starts talking to Jesus. An amazing story of transformation unfolds. Through this encounter with Jesus, this woman's life is changed. She drinks deeply from the living water that Jesus offers her. She is filled to overflowing and runs to share the joy with her neighbors. The woman at the well has so much to teach us as we deal with coronavirus craziness. Things are hard, very hard, but we have a choice to make about how we respond. Adversity can call forth the very best from us, and adversity can call forth the very worst. The woman at the well invites us to choose well. She invites us to stay connected with God, with our truest and deepest selves, and she invites us to stay connected with one another. We have the very real imperative to socially distance ourselves for the foreseeable future, but we also need to stay as close as we possibly can to Jesus in the coming weeks. We need to drink deeply from the well of living water that he offers us. We're all doing that right now. We're worshiping together, even though we can't physically be in one place. We are joined in spirit and truth, as the Gospel of John teaches us today. And we can stay grounded in our life in Christ this week by praying with this story. We can reread John 4, 5 through 42 each day, and we can picture ourselves sitting next to Jesus at Jacob's well. It's interesting that the woman in the story is unnamed. From a feminist theological perspective, that presents challenges. From a practical prayer perspective, however, that's a gift. It's a gift because her name is our name. She is every woman, every man, in search of living water. I hope you'll be able to imaginally, imaginatively enter into the story as a way of staying centered this week so that you can be the person that you're called to be as you interact with the world around us. 
the Samaritan woman could have hoarded the gift that she had been given, but she could not wait to share her joy with the people in her village. We can go and do, do likewise today. We can get on Realm, our online directory, and call our fellow St. Georgians to check on them. We can text and email. We can reach out to our family, friends, and coworkers. We can check on our neighbors to see if they need anything, and even consider making the ultimate sacrifice of giving them our extra roll of paper towels. We, each one of us, can be the change we want to see in the world right now. If there was ever any doubt that we are one global human family, there is no doubt now. Yes, we each have our national identities, and that is important, but we are ultimately all one, each created in the image of a loving God, and we are called to love one another and to work cooperatively for the common good. The coronavirus is no respecter of persons. It affects everyone, wealthy and poor alike. It was so encouraging to see that our Congress worked together in record time to pass economic relief legislation early yesterday morning. This crisis really can call forth the best from us, both individually and collectively. But we have to consciously make that choice. May the coming weeks be a time to breathe deeply, to drink deeply, and to share what we have with those around us. Jesus said, the water that I will give them will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life.